Hello, this is Lauren with a quick spoiler warning. Obviously, we spoil all of Scream 3 in this episode. We also talk about Scream 1, Scream 2, and Scream 4. We try to avoid the newly released Scream that came out in 2022, but if you don't want to know the endings to Scream 1, 2, 3, or 4, please go check those out before you listen to this episode. Thanks. First of all, using memes in a sketch at all is a bad idea. Bad. Horrible idea. Anytime they try and do something, like, on trend, it's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the Elmo thing. Awful. A couple weeks... I, I don't know, it was a couple weeks it ago. because it made me uncomfy. No, I, like, I saw the start, and I was like, I don't want to watch this, so I scrolled past it. It's like, anytime they try and do something, like, that's a current thing that people are talking about, it's like, just don't... Mm-hmm. And Bowen's great, because Bowen doesn't do that shit. <laughs> I, like, I like Sarah Sherman, too. She seems fun. I don't, I just don't have an opinion on her yet. That's fair. I like Andrew. I mean, I, I know. I was like, he read my sketch. He liked it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'll always just be a little fan of Andrew, especially since I had followed him on Twitter before he was even hired. I just feel like I have to support him. He does seem like kind of like the plain white guy that you just go gaga over i know he's my type tall lanky awkward (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of tall lanky and awkward and hot ghost face ghost face yeah um not not who turns out to be ghost face in this but the idea of ghost face you know i yeah because like whoever is being ghost face is not ghost face yeah Actually, um, no, billions do are ghost face. Exactly. Tall, lanky, but awkward. I, everyone else is just wearing the costume. It's whenever you, whenever you put on that costume, you just become clumsy, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Super strong and clumsy. <laughs> and you know what pisses me off? is like, there are five screen movies, and only this is the only one where ghost face isn't hot. How rude. Right? Like, billions do. Hot. Timmy Phil Oliphant, hot. Emma Roberts, hot. Um, I don't want to spoil the new one. But hot. <laughs> but hot. Yeah. So, I'll intro. one flow of many's. I feel like, off the bat, this is going to be a weird episode. Mm-hmm. I'll just start it and then we can get into it. Some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on One Star. Hello, and welcome to another episode of One Star, a bad movie podcast where we talk about movies with one-ish celebrities in them. I'm Lauren. And I'm the one that fucked George Lucas. Quinn. (laughs) Love that. And um, (laughs) today is Quinn's birthday. (laughs) Yes, kind I of. was born today. Whenever Sunday, January thirtieth. Just w- no, whatever day you're listening to, it's Quinn's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so tweet Quinn, happy birthday, birthday at whatever forever. day you are currently listening to this. Um, no, today's we kind of we've beefed it. <laughs> we're beefers. We beef. We beefed it. Um, we're, we're the beef boys. It is Quinn's birthday episode. We are recording after his birthday because, mm-hmm. of course, we are. This is going to be a weird episode where we're, I feel like we're barely going to talk about the actual movie. <laughs> Cause we're, so we're doing Scream 3, which might come to a shock to people as noted Scream lovers, yes. we be. 
And to be fair, we are judging on a curve in a sense that this is actually probably the best movie we'll ever cover. Probably. But except for Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> <laughs> except for Sleepaway Camp. But it's because it's up against such excellence is what makes it fail and makes it our our one star coverage. But really, we just like to talk about Scream. Yeah, this was really real just like we're here. Um well, one, I had just watched it for the first time, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, it was Quinn's birthday. Quinn loves Scream. For his birthday, the world decided to give him another Scream movie. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah. Wait, I should I should put on my Scream shirt. <laughs> should we pause? Off camera. <laughs> you can keep going. I'm just going to reappear. I mean, you won't hear me. I'll wait a second. There we go. I'm nice and festive now. Nice. Scream. Quick. Scream. Scream. Great film. The world decided to, you know, celebrate your birthday with another Scream movie for the first time in 11 years. It came out, like, right before, right? Yeah, I saw it the week before, I think. Yeah. So it kind of was just, like, we just d- decided to make this our our January episode that's not going to be out in January. <laughs> um, because of the new movie, we're, Scream is on the brain. In honor of and Quinn's birthday. Did, it kind of, it all just kind of worked out. We did a forum. We wanted a forum where we could air our grievances against this movie. Because as we do love Scream, this one kind of feels like a spit in the face, in the face a little bit at times yeah. to the franchise. But if you're like, hey, if you're, you know, listening this to Hate Listen, because you think we're going to shit on the Scream franchise, you will be mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a bad scream movie, which just by the those laws alone makes it better than a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, I will give my quick background of Scream because I think yours will be longer than mine. Maybe, or maybe you, not. You have fun twists and turns to yours. That is true. You want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> no, just like it's the movie that made me love horror movies which i as as everyone knows is my favorite genre mm-hmm. um and you know that's pretty much the whole history i would die for sydney prescott i think she is an angel amongst men she um, will not die for you though we've learned she wouldn't she's good <laughs> she knows how to survive but yeah that's that's pretty much it i think scream is probably my favorite movie it's it's too much effort to, like, decide what my favorite movie is, so I just go with Scream because it's like, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. My history with Scream <laughs> is a little bit more complicated. I, well, first off, I had only seen, like, two horror movies before college total. And then I took a horror movies class, and then I had to watch a lot for that class, and then I gained a deep appreciation for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scream was a standout. I thought that was great. And then, so at the final paper for that class, we had to watch, like, we had a list of movies and a list of different topics we could write about for our final paper. And I chose Scream 4 because I really liked Scream. So I watched and wrote a paper on Scream 4. However, did not ever watch 2 or 3. Because <laughs> in that class we watched Scream And then in later on we watched Scream 4 And then since then I had Because um, I was on our, our friends over at Tipsy Terror I was on their um, episode Where they talked about Scream 4 So I did rewatch it for that And I have also 
also just a couple different times rewatched Scream since then too. So for the longest time, I had only seen one and four, but I had seen both of them multiple times. <laughs> um, so then when this one was coming out, I was like, oh shit, I still have not seen two or three. <laughs> I should probably, because I was super excited to see the new one. And I was like, I should probably do that. <laughs> but um, so the week leading up, I, uh, me and my brother watched all four in that week and then we went to see it on that thursday loved it get into that later i'm sure but then that weekend i had a couple friends that also wanted to see it but the one hadn't seen any of them so she came over and then i re-watched one through four <laughs> over the course of two days <laughs> and then went and saw the fifth one again so i Went from seeing two and three zero times to two and three twice within a week of each other. So you, you've really dedicated this month to Scream. January is Scream month for me. <laughs> Just all around. <laughs> I have watched. So let's... We did not rewatch Scream. I think the first Scream is the only one I did not watch twice this month. Wow. Because we didn't rewatch that one. Well, there's still time. I know. I gotta hurry up. You might as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, lovers of the franchise. E- excellent. Really, four out of five, really good. <laughs> four One out of five. five. Yeah. <laughs> I was very angry at the end of three. And then yeah. upon watching it again, that's when I became adamant that we should talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So there's, I'd say there's two main flaws mm-hmm. to it. And number one, we'll start, we'll start with the main flaw right now because it, it's in the opening scene and then we'll save the other flaw to when we get to the end because yeah. it's the ending. <laughs> it's the other big flaw. The first main flaw is this voice changing device. Scream, mm. well known throughout the franchise. There's like this, it's a suspension of disbelief moment, you know, that there's this magical voice changer that totally obliterates your voice and it makes everyone sound the exact same. Fine. So it really it Whatever. evens the playing field. It could be anybody. Yeah, it's fine. We're, we're, we as audiences, it's, uh, it's not, we know it's not real. We know something like that doesn't exist, but it's not so absurd where we, we have to question it. Yeah. You know? It's just like but if you movie, were talking into a Siri device. Exactly. You can make that argument, I guess. Yeah. In this movie, however, they decide to double down on that and create a device that lets you sound like anybody. Anybody. Not people, like, arguably people that you haven't even, like, recorded speaking before. Arguably people this device has never heard their voice. It would be one thing if it was, like, celebrities. (laughs) Or, I don't know. Or, like, some sort of program where you can, like... You know how, like, they used to, like, edit together Obama singing songs from his various speeches? Yeah, but there would be, That's like, obvious breaks. Yeah. In but, intonation so this device, It's just, like, such a total work of science fiction that it doesn't fit in this movie at all. And it makes it seem ridiculous. And it's even impossible then... to spend your disbelief on that. Because, yeah, the, the technology for that to exist is... It just it's just doesn't. stupid too. It's just dumb. And they don't even it doesn't make like, it scary. Like, okay, 
this is scary because uh, they can disguise themselves and gain trust in whoever they're trying to attack by talking to them in a different voice. Yada, yada, yada. But I still feel like even... Like, it doesn't make sense. And it's like, it's so far-fetched that you just... It takes you out of the world of the film. Um, and so it's much like, so. I want to hear Ghostface's voice. It's sexy, yeah. and I like to listen to him speak. But even then, it's still not even used well in the film. I know. It's mm-hmm. still misused, even though they were like doing this crazy thing. They still like barely use it, and they don't use it good either. <laughs> So we're introduced to this device through Cotton Weary, Lee Schreiber, um, beloved character <laughs> in the screen franchise. I did do quotation marks around beloved. Um, and he is, is, since we see him first, we know what's happening. He's about to die. It's a screen movie. First character you see, iced. Mm-hmm. It always happens. And I think it was a mistake believing that Cotton was beloved enough to work as the first kill. I agree. I also feel like there's the uh, good thing. I don't know. What works about Cotton's character is that he's always behind the scenes could be a suspect. And you you cut that off immediately at the beginning. even if though he's been falsely accused of murder for most of his life, he still always works as a good suspect. Exactly. Like, you really believe him in... I mean, also, like, you just... You believe him in Scream 2. You believe it could be him in Scream 2. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, especially, like, going through, like, oh, doing another movie... This is, like, heavily involved in the Stab franchise. I feel like absolutely... Cotton would have been a great red herring in this movie. Mm-hmm. And they'd kill him immediately. And he should he have died? Absolutely. He should have died in this movie. I'm not questioning that. He had Just later. his worth for the franchise. Maybe yeah. like three quarters but of the way through. I think, because it's like so fun to see just like a random like huge actress. Which, debatable in some of the, in the most recent one as well. But they, they twisted it in a different way. I won't say anything else. Yeah. But, um... It's just, like, it feels like a weird disruption to the tradition, which I know, like, it shouldn't be about fan service, but, like, you could you could get a little more meta somehow. You can get meta in a different way than that. Like, I feel like comparing, <clears throat> comparing three to the new one, five, like, you kind of started to, without... We're not going to spoil five. We will screw, We will spoil one through four, probably. You've had ten years to watch four. It's your fault. Yeah. We're not going to spoil five, though. Because, well, um, like, if we're doing screen three, you can assume we're going to spoil one and two. And if you haven't watched four, what are you doing? It's yeah. the second best one anyway. So there's really <laughs> no point. You can happily only watch one and four and be fine. Yeah. Trust me, I did it for years. <laughs> You're not missing much. Um but in in 3 and in 5 they do take the tropes that have been established so even though it is 3 3 is an outlier in so many different 
tropes of the Scream movies. Like, it, it, it doesn't do things the way the other ones do. And there's certain aspects of Five that do the same thing. But there's more of a point to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you mentioned the opening scene, they do something different than you are expecting. And in this one, again, it's not... They start with a girl home alone. But that's yeah. not... But it's not, you know, calling the girl who's home alone. It's not... And it's not, she's not even famous. At least cast somebody famous. Yeah, or, I mean, I guess 2 doesn't start with someone home alone either, but it starts, it still has a similar vibe because, yeah, it's like starting with someone famous who you think's going to be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then isn't. I guess that part does work for Cotton, but yeah. I don't know. Something about it doesn't work for me. And I think it's the same thing with, like, um... The, the psycho shower scene wouldn't work with a man. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about this opening. It doesn't work We want to see women dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> our, our horror movie teacher, because you also took the class, feels strongly that it could not be a man in the scream or uh, in yeah. Psycho. Um, she's like, I'll explain. And then she never did. So I was like, okay, great. But I like, I believe it. get it. I get it. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we're not going to psychoanalyze that. (laughs) Men don't shower. That'd Um, be silly. So Cotton dies, and therefore, and uh, he's working as the consultant for the newest Stab film, Stab 4, in this one. Okay, yeah. And so that's what, so now it's, we're having Scream in Hollywood, so that's what starts to bring everyone out. Quick question, Does his girlfriend die in this scene? Yeah. Okay. Tyler was fighting me that he that she didn't. Why wouldn't she? I I don't know. It was infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we, do they not show it? I, I she gets like stabbed and hit with something. Yeah, that's a death in a horror movie. If someone gets injured and you don't see them again, it's a death. Yeah. That's just how the rules work. Um, and then in the in the kill count, James A. Janice did count her. So yeah. I was like, so that is... And he's the authority. He's the law. He's the law. And he's... Nothing. <laughs> we love Dead Meat here. Yeah, we do. I don't listen to it as much as I should. Maybe I will soon. But Anyway... Okay, I just so wanted everyone, to clarify that she did die. Yeah, she is dead. So, so, Dewey is already working on a on this movie as like a Woodsboro consultant, I believe is what they call him. Um, right off the bat, yeah. not believable. Why not? Because he like actively hates any kind of like someone profiting off of that story. Which is oh, why yes, that is true. Yeah, that's like the main issue. Yeah, that's his main problem with Gail throughout like literally every movie. But counterpoint, he's horny for Parker Posey and that he did leave his morals at the window for that. True, because she did look like Gail. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I don't know. I st- I just don't believe it because No, I've never how... thought about that, but that makes sense what you're saying. Yeah. I feel like they would be like, can you be a consultant? And he would be like, fuck off. <laughs> how dare you? My, yeah. I know pe- my sister was murdered. Which I always I lo- forget that his sister was Tatum. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't seem that fucked up by it. I can't lie. Until like, that's why. They I, really gloss over that. I didn't even catch the Easter egg in the, in the last one. The new one. About which part? This isn't really a spoiler because Tatum dies in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> but in a shot in Dewey's place of living, <laughs> there's a um, a shot where you see um, he has a little box, which you can assume is a... Um, urn? Urn. I do not know why I couldn't think of that. I was... <laughs> um, an urn, and it has Tatum written on it. So, oh, that's cute. Yeah, so that was just a small thing, and I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. I catched it the second time I watched it. Oh. And then I had to think, why would he have that girl from the first one's ashes? And I was like, oh fuck, it's a sister. <laughs> <laughs> like I always just forget about that. Um. You remember the great line where she's like Deputy Dewey, and he's like, "Don't call me that here." <laughs> yeah. I'm a man of the law. <laughs> um. So yeah, but so yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that, but I'm I'm gonna tend to agree with you now that I think about it. Yeah, just one more reason why the this movie isn't canon to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's there. Gail comes in because Gail hears a murder. Gail shows up. That's yeah. what she does. She's girl bossing around with the world's most interesting haircut that you will ever see in film history. <sighs> Let's talk bangs. Let's talk bangs. There's a lot of bangs in this movie, just all around. But there's only one bang that outshines the rest, and it is Gail Weathers' micro bang that she just has for no explained reason at all. If you somehow haven't seen it, you need to just go look that up. Hit pause. Give it a Google. Yeah. We'll wait. <laughs> um, truly... A choice, I'd say. So funny. And I like that Courtney has embraced it, because, like, one year for Halloween, she, like, went as Gail and, like, purposely did the micro bang. (laughs) I just... uh, The the hair in all of these movies is always very, very much of its time. Very. But that's why we love it. Yeah. This is my saying next thing about the movie. I would never in a million years make her not have those bangs. <laughs> they are a must-have. Like, when we got to fixing the movie, um, sorry, the micro bangs have to stay. Sorry. Yeah, she was in her flop era Love in this it. movie. She's struggling to come up with a new thing to talk about. And I think those bangs signify everything. It's a moment where character design meets storytelling. And also at Gail's introduction, we're introduced to a- another character. Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> oh, yeah. As the cop. McDreamy himself. Uh, unexplainably in this movie. Kind of I know, fe- it feels-, feels... It feels wrong. Like, it just doesn't feel like he belongs there. Was he that famous then? Or was he more famous after? Great point. When did Grey's Anatomy 
start? 2005. When was this movie? 2000. So he was not famous? No. I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah, he was in... Let me find Scream 3. What famous movies came out before it? Um, at least in movies, I'm not really seeing anything that rings a bell in my head. Oh, wait, no. He was in, like, this movie. I think he might have been, like, a teen star in the 80s looking at this. So maybe he was a little famous. Okay. He just... He just doesn't seem to fit in the movie. It, it's too distracting that it's Patrick Dempsey to me. They they had a phase where they're like, well, Sydney needs a boyfriend. And so for two and three, she just has random boyfriends that don't need to be there. I... The problem with that is I never saw him as a love interest for Sydney. Well... Throughout this movie. I don't want to ruin your mood, but in Scream 5, I know. this will be I'm, a slight I'm spoiler aware. for Scream I'm 5. I'm aware. That's why, okay. that was why I said that, that was one of the moments that I said, I hate that they're just trying to make Scream 3 canon. <laughs> it was because of that, that one line. Hate it. That's true. It, <laughs> Don't but aren't you happy she's happy? She deserves it. She's been through so much. She does. I just it never I think it's probably What are their ages? I'm sorry, we this we don't normally Google <laughs> this much. Patrick Dempsey was born in nineteen sixty six. Nev Campbell seventy three. So he's seven years older than her? That's not that bad. But in 2000 when the seven year age difference is is much bigger than when she's playing like a 20 year old Mm -hmm. and he's like 27 and just he felt so much older that i never saw him as a love interest for her and even like towards him he's like weirdly has all those photos of her that's never explained (laughs) And then at the end, when they're, like, weirdly hanging out with him, watching a movie, which I guess, spoiler. <laughs> wow. Gail is um, older than Dewey by seven years as well. Character-wise or actor-wise? Actor-wise. So I'm just imprinting that on character. Character-wise, she is older than him because he's only, I think he's explicitly stated as... 26 in the first one yeah which also doesn't make sense because david arquette is only two years older than nev campbell which would have made her a 24 year old high schooler i feel like the ages are just all over yeah we can't go by the actor's ages but he the dewey the character is explicitly stated as 26 yeah well i mean sydney does kind of have a tendency to date bland men because Jerry O'Connell in the first one really doesn't have much going for him either. Or in the second one. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, no. Arguably her boyfriend in the second one has the most going for her. In the first one has the most going for her. <laughs> He's got the most personality for sure. He's hot in that um, movie. And it is worth noting. Um, she is wearing 
the Greek letter she got in the second one from her boyfriend in the third one. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's a fun little wink. Um, yeah, he might. Maybe she gravitated to bland men for a reason. I would after the first incident. You she's know, like, I, I feel like exciting is. Safe this it's, time. <laughs> I'm not gonna go with the exciting route. He's like, I dated. She's like, I dated the hot emo badass. That went bad. <laughs> Arguably, could not have gone worse. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think she's learned from her mistakes, and it was like, I'll just take the yes man. The most boring white stick figure I can find. <laughs> um, and that seems to be working for her. <laughs> <laughs> We're introduced to Patrick Dempsey. He's a cop. His name is Mark Kincaid. And I think maybe it was just I was associating that name with Kingpin. Um, <laughs> but I only heard villain with that last name. Always. And especially since they didn't call him Mark, they referred to him as Kincaid. I was like, this guy is the killer. I'll trust him. Um, You're telling me that that's his last name? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was very sus of him the whole time. We meet a lot of vital characters in this scene, but the other most vital character, in my opinion, that we meet is Parker Posey playing the actress who plays Gail Weathers in the Stab movies. And that I had a move. I had a moment before when I um, when I was setting up because I like looked at the IMDb briefly for this movie. The trivia was too long. I read like a couple. And I was like, okay, we're done. There was like <laughs> over a hundred. I was like, I'm not gonna read these. <laughs> I understand. Um, but there was a moment when I looked it up and I saw a photo of her character and I went, wait, is this movie good? <laughs> I no. I'm no, <laughs> but her character, it's maybe one of the best camp performances of. There's ever. not a moment in her life where Parker Posey has not delivered. It's, it's, it's next level. The movie would be <laughs> intolerable if it wasn't for that performance. She, she knows the movie that should be. Yeah. And she's in it. No one else came with her. <laughs> she's there. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Um, and okay, is here's what I am still unclear on, even though I've seen this movie several times. Is is she and Dewey dating? I think so. I can't tell ever because it seems like kind of. I think it's more of like Gail and Dewey second movie. Maybe yeah, they no because they reunite in the second movie. So maybe like end of first. I think they I think they have a brief affair in between the first and the second movie. Then Gail like has more success, so she moves away. Then they reunite, and then I think they get together for a while between the yeah. second and the third until they broke up. And then obviously between the third and the fourth, long married. Yeah, I agree. But I think I would compare like his relationship with Parker Posey is like that kind of like after Scream One area where it's like Clearly, there's something there, but probably not a defined relationship. Yeah, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Because he was also working for her and lives in her backyard, so it's, like, a little confusing. And she also had weird vibes with her bodyguard. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? it's Patrick Warburton. Who, who would not be interested? Um, especially when he can just hold you, like, that way. <laughs> <laughs> when she whisper, climbs sleep. into her his arms. 
deep sweet nothings in your ear. Um. So I, I yeah, I kind of feel like they were like maybe sleeping with each other, but probably weren't like anything. More. They or, or they probably were seeing each other. They were fooling around, and he called her Gail, and then it just made it weird for everyone, so yeah. they decided to end it mutually. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, we are introduced to the cast of Stab 4. With noted actors like Emily Mortimer, thumbs up, Jenny McCarthy, Ugh. thumbs down. I was really upset when she came on screen. I was like, why did no one warn me? The Jenny McCarthy was in this movie. The most frightening thing in this movie. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> um, but luckily, maybe this was like experience for the mass singer. She was playing the mass killer and she lost. <laughs> Thankfully, is not here very long. Mercifully. Yeah. Mercifully, first dead. Yeah. Not first dead. First since no. the beginning. Yeah, first of like the main crew of these people to die. Yeah, and her death scene is, but again, she gets called on the phone, and it's the fake director, kind of. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) oh, wait, he does, like, the, she thinks it's some, this happens a lot in this movie, they're like, oh, I think it's somebody else, and they're having a normal conversation, but then it's like, switch to Ghostface voice. Which, like, just do it the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, but so satisfying to see her murdered. We love it. Yeah. But the the scene, because she walks in and, um, like, it's, they have, because they're filming Stab 4, there's, like, a bunch of ghost face costumes, so then she's sitting there and then one of them is the actual killer. That one, very fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she tries to fight back, but uh, obviously they're on set, so all of the props, they're all prop weapons, so, I don't know, I thought it was a fun... It's fun. Fun uh, scene. Except for the fact that it's Jenny McCarthy. (laughs) (laughs) Not fun. Oh, also in this time, we we see what Sydney's up to. And the wonderful woman that she is. Is she living alone, deeply traumatized, in like a high-max security home? Yes. But being the wonderful woman she is, she's doing women's counseling like over the phone, trying to help women's crisis counseling. Because she's truly a wonderful person. And I love her. It is a bold choice when, so far, the majority of your traumatizations have been over the phone. I know, it really <laughs> Initiated. is. Uh, bold choice to do a... <laughs> the, to that be your choice of work. <laughs> but you, she helps people out. That's just who she is as a yeah. person. Yeah. And then, she, uh, one of the many weird things introduced in this movie is she has, like, ghost visions of her mother. Ugh. For some reason. Hate. I Every time I hate that. They are creepy. To be fair. Yeah. But I hate it. Stupid. Never explained. Never comes back. Never happened before. The first movie, it's like kind of about her mother. But then the second movie, they kind of move on to other things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, mother is the focus again in the third one. And like, it's... It's weird in that sense where like... As we get into it, the plot fully revolves around the mother. We're not giving too much away from of that right now. Um, but <laughs> then we're also seeing visions of her, which it does feel to like 
I don't know. At least in my eyes, it contradicts what we're learning about the mother during the plot. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't... They don't feel like cohesive plot points at all. They never, like... There's no resolve to the ghost mom. <laughs> there's no, no explanation just, for like, it. Stop showing up. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess since this was intended to be the last one, that maybe they were like, now that she's no longer seeing her mother... She's finally, like, free of trauma and ready to move on with her life. But then, since there were more, it doesn't work as well. <laughs> no. So, I'm... I don't know. I don't even know when those happened because I hated them. I also didn't take notes because I wasn't watching this movie a third time. Yeah, that's fair. We we watched this movie without the intention of doing it. So, we don't have notes. So, we're just... That's why I'm like, this is going to be... Bouncing off each other right now. Yeah, yeah. It's loose. It's goosey. Yeah. But, so, um... Sydney... Jenny McCarthy dies... Um, Sydney finally shows up because on her phone job, you know, she ends up getting a call from Ghostface. Who would have guessed? I'm honestly shocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're finding photos of Maureen, Sydney's mom, at the crime scenes. Oh, yeah. That's like a main plot point. <laughs> yeah. That we skipped over. Sorry, I'm burping. Um, and then, um, who gets murdered? Is it Patrick Warburton now already? Yes, I think so. R.I.P. As I said in my Letterboxd review, if the Scream movies had continued with the tradition of the hottest character being the murderer, as they did with Matthew Lillard and Timothy Oliphant, Patrick Wharton Burton would have been the killer in this movie. I know. But, alas, he is not. He's, in fact, the third victim. Fourth victim, because there were two at the start. Too quick. <laughs> Yeah. Wanted him around. Beautiful baritone. We love it. Yeah. Cronk. <laughs> yep. Needed him around. <laughs> um, but he's he's murdered. He does manage to walk a good deal before falling over. <laughs> he does. He, he, he had the will to survive. Yeah. Maybe that... Do you think... Um, Anthony Anderson's death in the fourth one is a reference to this death because he's also going no that's an actual thing that Wes Craven saw where someone's like he stabbed in the head yes throat head head um where someone was like stabbed in the head and they couldn't see but they were like still fighting or something like that like that's a real thing that happened that he was fascinated, and that's why that was interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. So maybe not then. <laughs> um, and I feel like a lot of times in these movies, someone is like on the brink of death and is able to go um, travel great distance before dying <laughs> at the right spot. Um. So he dies at Parker Posey's house, and then trying to protect. And that's when uh, Ghostface starts writing scripts. <laughs> so, is this the worst scene in the movie? You may. I don't know. Do you think so? I hate it. Uh, no. I hate it. I hate another scene more. I hate the final okay. reveal scene worse. That's fair. That's fair. This scene sucks. So, it's um, Dewey Gale... Parker Posey and this one guy who's also in the screen movies, he doesn't matter. And one um, and one of the other girls who plays Oh, is there one more? 
Oh, the the new Sydney. The actor Sydney. Yes, and then the yeah. actor that plays Dewey. So they're getting faxes of a script, and it's like everyone's in the house, and so they're like, "Oh, you know, if the script says we're at it." in the house what if we weren't in the house and therefore it won't go according to script and we don't die won't die and it's like genius yeah real easy way to live yet they hear the facts going off again and the one guy's like i have to know it's like why no you don't like that's you don't need to know or like it was like oh the killer's outside and that was like Oh, so we should be in the house, or we should be outside because he's clearly wanting to keep us inside. Yeah, reverse psychology one hundred and one. Yeah, and and then it gets stupider because he he. So the guy, irrelevant guy, rushes back he's in. Like, I gotta know what this fake script says. <laughs> I gotta know how I die. It's like you won't die if you don't know. <laughs> That's the whole point of this. Yeah. Um. So he he picks up the script. And even though they're in a glass house that's pretty well lit, <laughs> for some reason, he just can't see the words. It's about 11 words. It's really not that hard to and read. And they did not, he did not have it, they, like, because the lights were turned off beforehand. Um, they did not have any trouble reading the other pages. And yeah. he can read um, all but the last uh, three or four words on the page just those yeah. ones you couldn't make out <laughs> and so his solution is he lights a lighter illuminates the last words and do you remember what they are exactly i don't know the i don't have the exact quote on me it was something like whoever the one who dies is the one who smells gas yeah something like that yeah and he's like whoa whoa what and then of course since the lighter's on the gas, the room's full of gas, and then he, like, blows up. And also, hold on, hold on. The lighter has been on for a while at this point. It would have been immediate if there is... Because the way that the house... Because it's not just that room. The entire house blows up in a matter of seconds. <laughs> if there was that much gas in that house, in that room, one, you would smell it. None mm. of them smell it. Two, as soon as that flame is lit, it's gone. <laughs> exactly. So, so I, that's why I hate it. It's real dumb. Dumb way to die. And Ghostface is in explosions. Ghostface loves a up-close-and-personal kill. Yeah. That's also my problem with the end of the second one, is the guns. Yeah, that's fair. Anyways. And then, so, Martha Meeks shows up, and you're like, Hey, who's Martha Meeks? Martha Meeks is Randy's sister, played by the icon, Heather Matarazzo. The fact that she came back was the other reason why I was like, oh, they're really just trying to make Scream 3 canon, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but it was so nice to see her. It was nice. Love her. It was worth it. And yeah. I still feel I, I, like um, Scream 3 cannot be, doesn't have to be canon, and she could still be with Mark and she can still be Randy's sister. Yeah, just because she wasn't in the movies doesn't mean he didn't doesn't, have a doesn't mean that she doesn't exist. Because, <laughs> like, they say the one guy is like, and wait, this is spoiler for five. Never mind. We'll leave, let it go. But I think this scene is like proof that they like kind of regretted killing off Randy and they were like, wait, we don't have anyone to explain the rules anymore. Let's just bring him back. Because that's, we'll bring him back. 
So he, he has, like, a last will and testament that's, like, and the main thing is it is, like, anybody can die now. It's the end. We're in a trilogy. Um, so, Sid, you're not safe anymore. Even though, was she ever? No. Everyone was fully trying to kill her. All the time. And it was, um, yeah, so he, before he died in two, knowing that he could be murdered, he tried to give advice for the third time? Yeah, just in case. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Always looking out for others. Um, fun scene. But he, they do the, do the bit that I know you hate, where a character who had pre-recorded something knows what the other person's going to say and when they're going to say it. I do hate that bit. Yeah. But it's Randy's allowed to, because it's filmed medium, so he already knows. Yeah, because he... He was making his own movie. Exactly. He's, like, so far beyond everybody else that he, he didn't know what, what doing and was going to say. And Dewey's predictable. Yeah. So it's, it's allowed. And oh, it, it is a, forgetting... a fun bit. We are forgetting this whole time they're trying to investigate these photos of um, Sydney's mother. Because no one's seen them before. They're unreleased Maureen Prescott photos. <laughs> and they realize that the background is the same as the background of one of um, Parker Posey's characters, like headshots. So they realize it's a headshot and she lived in LA to try to be an actor. And so they go to like this headshot archive i don't really know what the building is do you do you remember i don't think it makes any sense but it doesn't matter because it is the greatest scene yes because they go in and who's sitting there a woman and they're like wait a second are you and the joke is that the actress playing this woman is carrie fisher but She's like, no, I'm not her. <laughs> I'm somebody else. And she's like... Yeah, I did well, audition for Leia. I did audition. And guess who got it? The one who fucked George Lucas. <laughs> Love Proving that. Carrie, Carrie, maybe one of the greatest cameos in film history, I'm willing to say. I, it really makes me smile a lot. Because she is... That's, she's only in this scene. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love her. Miss her dearly. What an incredible person. So funny. And I would say the best scene of the movie, personally. To me, love it. Yeah, it's fun. So I just needed to bring up the Carrie Fisher cameo because it's so joyous. Yeah. And then uh, they go... But, oh, they find out that she worked for the producer who's now producing Stab 4. So they're like, oh, he could be the killer. Yeah. And she's like, oh, she had a different name. She was an actress. Yeah. Yeah. But in the... They wouldn't know that, and except then, him. Um... Yeah, and this is after Randy gives us the rules for the threequel, or whatever mm-hmm. he called it. Um, and then, so they're on the set, which is basically a full recre- like recreation of the sets we see in the first Scream movie. Correct. And then, um, there's a moment where it's a full recreation of the scene where Sydney's attacked in the bathroom but when they open it it's one of the actresses holding a ghost face mask which was Mm -hmm. weird I just a wink yeah and then uh she's attacked on set I don't know if this is the correct order of things but I don't remember I'll be honest (laughs) she's attacked throughout the set um it's kind of... A, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this sequence. In one hand, I hate it. In one 
the other hand, I'm like, eh, it's fun. So, Why do you hate it? I don't... It feels... It doesn't feel different, I guess. Because it is literally just a full recreation of the house. But... That's fair, but I think it's kind of fun. But it's like a set, so it's the same, but it's not. I like. I enjoy that. Yeah, and I, I the parts that I think were like I do like because they're running up, and then there's a cart there, a full of like tools and stuff, which obviously it would be if they're building a set. So that was fun. And then there's the part where she tries to run away, and then opens um, the door, and uh, it's a drop off because it's not a real staircase. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But the problem, I think my my problem with it, not that it feels stale necessarily, it's that it doesn't make any fucking sense why she ran in there. But that's that's like her thing. She'll be like, that's dumb, but then she'll do it anyway. Yeah. Because then later on when Dewey is like saving her, she's like, he's in the house. Like, girl, you know mm-hmm. that's not a real house. <laughs> that's a prop. It's a set. It's not a house. <laughs> that That doesn't have four walls. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's just like the most unbelievable, um, chase, I guess, because it's like why, plus like Dewey was supposed to be watching her clothes and then he's just gone. I don't know. I guess that's fair. But I'll, it is, I'll but it, it, the use of the set is fun. Cause then mm. she like walks in and then sees, um, her, what I assume is her mom's death scene and um so that's traumatizing for her and then we get a fun um michael myers-esque ghost face moment where he's hiding under a sheet (laughs) (laughs) um very very michael myers of him and then um we get the longest third act in screen movie history god it's truly unending i also just feel like the scene throughout the house is just long it is. Yeah, that's what The I'm set saying. house? But then this one oh, is even okay. worse. Even longer. Yeah. So it's like Roman's birthday, and you're like, who's Roman? And it's like, yeah, he doesn't really... He's not important to the movie. <laughs> he's the director he's of Stab 4. The director, which... I mean, I guess I don't know about major motion pictures and sets, but I feel like... I don't know if they would be having a party for the director. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. He maybe. doesn't seem that fun, so I wouldn't go. Exactly. Like, I feel like, and the producer's, like, hosting it. I don't know. It feels like, it just felt weird. And definitely don't have it in the midst of a spree, but, I mean, it's a, it's a. Yeah, there's no it's reason. A, it's a screen party, or a screen movie, you're going to have a party during the middle of a killing spree. You just have to. It's part mm-hmm. of it. But so people start to, they find Roman's body, he's dead. They find, um, the, there's one other character in the new Scream who doesn't, like, have a counterpart to the old Scream that shows up, he dies. That was the most and upsetting then, one to me. I really liked him. Yeah, he was fun. I didn't, I wanted him to make it. <laughs> It would be and, kind of funny if, like, the only guy that didn't have a surviving counterpart is the guy to survive. And there's, like, um, a bit that my brother's friend does, like, when he watches horror movies, and he's like, oh, maybe he's okay. Um, 
<laughs> and he does that bit a lot. So that we were doing that really, really bad for that character. Because I was like, maybe he's all right. <laughs> maybe That's he hasn't moved for 20 minutes and he was thrown out a window. Maybe he's fine. Because <laughs> I was really just hoping he would pull through. <laughs> um, there is a couple funny moments. I wouldn't say sequences in this third act. Um, one moment is when Gail and Parker Posey <laughs> and Dewey kind of like meet up because Gail and her counterpart were running around together and they meet up with Dewey and they're like, oh, okay, we'll be safe if we stick together. Right. And he's like, yeah. And as soon as he says that Ghostface like jumps out behind him and, and he like punches him and stuff. But that it's a very comical moment. It's good, yeah. It's a stand But then for me. Sydney shows up, you know, we're kinda doing regular stuff almost, you know. This is when back dying, at the police station, Kincaid shows Sydney his folder of photos of her, which is never explained. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, this was also go- like a whole other thing. What? I was gonna say, do we get stabbed again? It's all the usual. Of course, stuff. the things you know. He also gets one thing about Dewey. He's gonna get a knife in him. There's a moment where he's standing on top of the stairs, and Ghostface just throws a knife and he hits him in the back of the, the handle part. Hits it's Dewey. It's so in the head. funny. Um, yeah, like like there are a lot of good moving moments in this movie. Yeah. Oh, there's a dumb moment when Ghostface is killing the new Sydney, the girl who was playing Sydney. And then Gail and her counterpart look at each other and just scream. Like, no, you you walk away quietly. Because he's, he's right there. <laughs> he can hear you. Because he's literally just below one flight of stairs. He can hear you. And for some reason, it's like her whole plot is like, she was like, I won the contest to be the new Sydney because Tori Spelling wouldn't do it anymore. But then she was like, I fucked the guy for the role. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. What does that have to do with that? The character's bad. Um, another good thing about this act is the way Parker Posey just runs around the house. Like, physically how she looks while she is running is great. <laughs> <laughs> they did use the, the stupid voice changer thing to convince Dewey and Gail to go to this house. And then Ghostface does call Sydney to lawyer like throw him her there and okay so by the time sydney gets there the only ones who are not stabbed or nearly stabbed do you want to talk about how gail's counterpart parker posey gets killed well i don't remember so you got it it's um a kind of cool part where um because this guy's creepy so there's like a whole like secret tunnel through a bookcase thing Actually, no, I don't even think that's where it is. She Parker Posey finds herself in this, like, weird hallway of um, a two-sided mirror. And so she's on the side where she can see into the bedroom. Oh, I remember now. And Dewey and Gail are in the bedroom, but it's, like, soundproof. <laughs> so creepy. Where where Parker Posey is, it's soundproof, and she can see into the bedroom. But obviously it's a mirror back, so they can't see where she it's, is. And it's, it's soundproof. The le- it feels like kind of a knockoff of the really good soundproof scene from 2. Yeah. Yeah. So that's creepy <laughs> to have in your home. So there's a scene where so she's like 
banging on the mirror and Ghostface is there and Dewey's trying to like save so like just shooting at the top of the mirror to break in then by the time he gets to her mirror she's dead already she's so already body done. reveal and that's when Ghostface just kind of that's when he chases them around and eventually captures the two of them I think yeah but Everyone he can't kill dead. them without Sydney here yeah you need the OG3 and so Sydney arrives. They ha- they do their initial little fight. Gail and Dewey are are tied up. And then so we get to the killer reveal, which and is I, the other well, biggest flaw of this movie. Before this, before that, I am still at this point fully convinced that it is Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, and I'm like full the whole time. I'm like, it's him. His name is Kincaid. He is the murderer. Truly, honestly, would have been a better choice. And so then he shows up, and he is so creepy. And is so obviously the killer, that obviously he's not. Spoiler. The the other guy was, no, he's so obviously the killer, the person who was the killer was lying the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Even as the monologue was given. So like he like turns the corner, has the gun pointed at Sydney, says some I don't even remember what he says. Super creepy and suspicious, and then eventually Ghostface and then like Sydney's suspicious of him because of whatever the fuck he just said, and then he puts his weapon down I think, and that's when Ghostface comes out and attacks him. And literally still at this point I'm like mm, it could still be him. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really There's mean usually anything. Two. It could be a setup. <laughs> yeah. Um. So even like even though Ghostface like fights him and stabs him a couple times, I'm like still could be him. <laughs> um, so that when that never came back around, I was like, oh weird. Because <laughs> so, um, the turns out the the fatalist flaw of this movie, really the reason why it even if everything up here was great, it would still be kind of bad, is how bad this is. Mm-hmm. The killer is turns out to be Roman Bridger who is the director who, like, faked his own death earlier. Yada, yada, yada. And what, yeah, because what, what makes it bad? Can I, could, before we even get to that part, so did he have a body double? Or did he just... Was I think able... he just covered himself. But the part... The Gale checks his pulse. Yeah, but she does, like, the movie check, where it's just, like, two seconds on the wrist. So he, he still had to have slowed his heartbeat down enough <laughs> i feel like he mentions that somewhere i don't know oh does he i feel like he i feel it's like he I took a drug or something Maybe i always have that thing purposefully while rewatching it with my friend purposely kind of talked through this murder monologue so that um she didn't have to listen to it unknowingly <laughs> i was like so yeah it was him this- so uh other things <laughs> what makes this so bad is the fact that he reveals that he's Sydney's half brother, and Gag. Maureen had got pregnant and had him in her time in California, and that his motivation was like sort of jealousy that he never got a mother and like a life, to the point that it goes back and then invalidates the other movies, talking about like how he got to Billy and Stu somehow, and convinced them to kill Maureen, which was the spark of the whole franchise. And that's why I hate it. How dare you try to retcon like that? 
Billions two are such iconic villains, and everything about them is like so well crafted that it's silly to go back and do that. Stupid. Like, makes me angry. Stupid. I know it makes me so mad. That's, and why... that's why we say this movie is not canon. Because not for us. Billy and Stu are the spark, and you're not going to tell me fucking Roman Bridger. That's who the big bad is. Get fucked, Kevin Williamson. <laughs> Even though you are my hero, and I love you. Um. Yeah, that's why I purposely was like distracting my friend so that she didn't have to hear any of that bullshit. And she was like, "Oh, is the director?" And I was like, "Yep." Moving on. <laughs> Time for <Yeah>. four. <laughs> it's it's just so bad. And then, yeah, like, because then they even, like, go through, they might even explain the second one. I think so, too. Then he's like, then I got to Billy's mom or something. I don't know. I brainwashed Timothy Elephant, which ugh, I wish I could. <laughs> um, wouldn't go that route. To... <laughs> um, wouldn't go the murder spree route, is what I meant to say. <laughs> some, um, some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it just, like, goes back and, and discredits what's good about the other movies, and so The other killers, sucks. especially, yeah, and so it's just, it ends, so, he's not that intimidating, he's, like, a whiny little film bro, and it's like, no, no, I won't do this. No. Again, not spoiling the last one, so just pretend I'm not talking about that one. Only one with only one killer, and he sucks. Um, breaks tradition again. I don't know who it could have been to be better, but or it could still have been him. But just like give him a different backstory. That that's stupid. I don't like this backstory. Yeah, just be like, I needed to make this movie, but it wasn't promised another one, and I it needed to be good. I needed a real story behind it or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Or like make him another make him another member of the Loomis family. We've already had one, make him have another brother. <laughs> He's, yeah. Loomis is popping up everywhere. It's his cousin. <laughs> yeah, um, we've already had two Loomises in a killer. Why not make the Loomis a killer in all of the first three movies? That'd be funny. Yeah. Every, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. We were also thinking like three can't be canon. <laughs> Because in what world are they making a movie in which it's targeted and everyone's murdered by the director that they turn around and then make that movie again and then five more to get to stab eight? confusing. Like, in what world is that a thing that they're doing? I, I, the world of Scream is a very um, unethical world. Right, very in insensitive. In terms of what movies they make. But I, I really, just... I'm putting that they in really another. They really want you to die so they can make a movie about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting it in the column of another reason why this movie is not canon. Because <laughs> they would screen three is just entirely halted or stab three, four. What are the fuck one they're making? It's hard. Yeah, they're making four, but this is screen three. Um. So that's the end of the movie. I also don't like the end of Scream 2. Beyond. Yeah. I feel like they could have made Mrs. Loomis like a bigger character. And it would have been a little more satisfying. Same with Timothy Oliphant. Because he's there. 
his last scene before his killer reveal is so the long ago. musical number. That's crazy to think. And Isn't the, that also, wild? like, I hate the whole ending in the at on stage thing, and then like they're acting like the set is made of real cinder blocks when that is hundred percent styrofoam. Absolutely I, I no hate, way it's not styrofoam. I hate the audacity to even make Sydney a theater major. It feels very disrespectful. Yeah. So She would never, sir. And she She's certainly cool. wouldn't be the lead in a play in which she is murdered. That just feels wrong. She wouldn't want to do that. I could fully see the director being like, oh yes, this is perfect. That's realistic. But her, she'd be like, you know what, this is, um, I don't, not to be a bitch or anything, but this is a little triggering for me. <laughs> well, like, I, I think that, that, I feel like that's part of it. It's, it's clearly established in the first movie, at least. Like, Sydney doesn't really like horror movies, and she doesn't watch them. Yeah. Because she's, like, different than everyone else. Like, everyone else watches horror movies, but not Sydney. She doesn't like them. Which is how she survives, maybe. Yeah. So, segment number one. What is it? I don't remember. Drinking game. Drinking game. You know, drink for murders. That's a pretty fun. That's a quick basic one, yeah. rule. We'll get um, that out of the way. You know, you know what to do. I feel like we can make a general one for all of them. I think that would be more fun than just specifically Scream Three. Ooh, for oh, for all Scream movies, I yeah. like that. So um, obviously, every drink kill is a quick one. Drink at the explanation of the rules. Or, like, however many rules there are, like, one shot per rule, you know? Shot. Or sip. Shot. Okay. Because <laughs> we're um, going crazy. Uh, Fine. One sip per rule. When they're like, rule one. Don't say I'll be back. I feel da, like da, you da, need to take a two. shot or a big gulp. Whenever one of the big three shows up. Gail, Dewey, Sydney. Yeah. And this kind of is for not the first one. So beyond that, anytime Billy or Stu is mentioned. Good. I mean, take a shot for the killer reveal. And I do mean shot this time. Yeah, it has to be a shot for the killer reveal. Um, I mean, um, you still can take a sip in the first one anytime Billy and Stu are mentioned. And it will just be a lot more. <laughs> it would be a lot I'd say take a sip for every meta moment. You discuss among yourselves what counts and what doesn't count. Yeah, anytime like or um, a f- specific movie in that a real life movie is mentioned, not a stab movie. Or both. Oh, that's fine. Fuck it. Oh no, we're doing <laughs> drinks for regular movies, shots for the stabs. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I honestly feel like that's good. Mm-hmm. I had to drink then, for any fun cameo that shows up because there are some fun cameos throughout the franchise. In, um, well, I guess her, like, showing up is really only in five. Her, Sydney's dramatic showing up. Yeah. But, so I won't. Because they take a shot when Sydney eventually shows up, but that's really only that one. Take a drink for when her ghost mother comes. We'll throw in one for you. <laughs> yeah, for actual three. Wait, let's do a specific one for each one. <laughs> so for the first one drink just drink every time stew is the best 
Yeah. Drink every time Matthew Lillard does Sticks like out his tongue. maybe too much, but like still just enough. I feel like anytime he just sticks out his tongue is just that's good. And then mm. some more if you want to, but at, at least when he sticks out his tongue. Okay, two. I don't know. Why is this one hard? Um, I don't know. It is hard, though. I mean, there could be an easy one with, I mean, something about Timothy Oliphant. Drink every time you're horny? No. We can't do that. <laughs> That's just the whole time he's on screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was upsetting knowing that he was the killer the whole time when I was watching that movie. Really? Because yeah, you wanted had, to fall for him? Yeah, and the whole time I knew. Still didn't really help. <laughs> Wait, does jo- does Joshua Jackson's character die in Scream 2? Who's that? He's the one other, like, film bro that they're fighting with in the movie, mm-hmm. the class scene. I don't think so. That's weird, because he's like, feels very famous to not die. Because um, he's, like, in a lot of stuff. Take like, a obviously shot at- not stuff you've seen, but... Take a shot at Randy's death. You're you're gonna need to to get through because it's sad. R- Randy's it is a great. really sad one. I feel like that's a fine one for that one. Yeah. Three you had said already. <laughs> right. And just remember. drink every time. Here, drink every time they use this voice changer in the stupid way. Yeah. Um. Four. We're we're taking shots for Kirby. Whenever you feel her. like it for her, just take one. Just, just, just say for you, Kirby, and then throw it back. Um, she's the best. For the fifth one, spoiler free. Um, spoiler free. All of the ones we mentioned for like the, you can still um do it with the. Yeah, I don't think I have a spoiler ones. free one. Sadly, I think I'm all spoilery. Anytime. A connection to someone from the original one is addressed. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Is that vague enough? I think so. I think you're good. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's yeah, fun. that's a good drinking game. Yeah. Marathon all five movies and get really fucked. <laughs> yeah. Although, legally, I feel like we cannot advise that. <laughs> I don't care about the law, baby. We didn't tell you to do anything. Nope. You're an individual. Make your own choices. Yeah. Drink responsibly. Um, but choose drinking. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, so how would you fix this movie? Do you? Um, I mean, the motivation and that monologue is just needs absolutely to be different yeah i i I think it's really like a core idea rewrite yeah you really just gotta start over yeah um obviously keep the fun cameos mm -hmm. those are fun there's we we point out a lot of fun moments that we definitely would keep right yeah and anytime you go back and discredit something in one of the other movies um no because like the idea of having it set on a stab movie set is very fun idea yeah i like that yeah but you gotta pick a different killer you really just do you gotta come up with something i like the idea of having a third loomis be a killer i think that's kind of fun i feel Um, like it has to be kincaid 
<laughs> Make I him feel the like other it would man. be fun if it was like someone who like one of the police officers. I think that would be a fun twist on it. Yeah. And it to be another Loomis, to be another one of her boyfriends, it, it all works. But being in the police has the ability to get evidence that they otherwise wouldn't and also to um, cover their tracks. Yeah. But maybe too real. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> too real. <laughs> say something nice we have. Yeah, we've said plenty of nice we've things. We've said a lot of nice things. Because, it, again... It's still it's, a Scream movie. It's a lot better than most of the movies we've done here. Yeah. And are we just at awards? I feel like there's more. No, I think that's it. Um, I know there's... Um, oh. There's a couple I don't think apply. One, who's this movie for? Us. <laughs> Horror movie fans, Scream fans. Yeah, for the Scream fans, for the lovers, for the devotees. Yeah. Um, and who left this movie with their dignity intact? Everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I think I definitely hate the guy who played Roman. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like he was in a lot of other stuff. I feel like I've seen him in yeah. other things. He hosted this really shitty like furniture design show I was watching that I hated. Oh. So... There's, I have more beef with him. Okay, I think that just leaves us to awards. Yeah. This could be a coveted award. The Dr. Ant-Mom uh, award for choices that no one else would make. I feel like... It's easy. Mine is Parker Posey. <laughs> yeah, no, I was about to say, it's easy. It's Parker Posey. It, it, she yeah. delivers. <laughs> it's literally like single-handedly when... I've hated this movie ever, ever since I watched it and thinking about it. I'm like, God, such a disappointing screen movie. And then when I just, all I, it took was seeing her photo and I was like, well, maybe it's good. Because <laughs> 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 just remembering all of her scenes, it's literally just like a master class in camp. It's so good. It's so funny. She's delightful. She stays in the rewrite. Yeah. She gets no, a bigger she, role. Nothing she changes. <laughs> Um, no, there's changes. She becomes way more of a character. And everyone gets on her fucking level. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what if she's the killer? Love that for her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. She deserves to be. She'd it's be the, good at it. It's her and the cop. <laughs> uh, Love it. And their lover's hot. I'm yes. into it. Um... The um, Joey King for Disexcellence in Acting. Feels... I'm going to give it to Robin Bridger because I hate that guy. Or yeah. no, Jenny McCarthy. Never mind. Yeah, who? I hate yeah, what her are you more. Thinking? Jenny McCarthy. Um, she deserves it for being the she's worst. Almost not even in the movie enough to qualify, but we'll give it to her. Yeah, we don't she give sucks. a fuck. <laughs> fuck you, Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> and uh, the Alex Moffin Award for. Miss Potential. I'm I'm ready to say something that you might not like. Sure. I don't think Alex Moffat is worthy of having an award named after him. We've said that since the beginning, I agree. <laughs> then why did we name this after him? Because we couldn't think of any other person. Because watching Holiday was the inspiration of the award, but we couldn't think of someone... Who embodied that 
at a at a larger level. And we Here. said that we would rename it once we came up with it. So I, Wait, you're, it's I not have... controversial. It's it's part. Of I the thought you really loved. Board. I forgot that happened, and I thought you were just a Moffat stand. I mean, I am, <laughs> but I also agree that he isn't as big of a name as um, an award would. I mean, also, I was gonna say I don't think he's good enough, but done enough, talented enough. He's great. He's agree to disagree. He's misused. <laughs> but I was saying maybe this movie actually can provide us with the new namesake of the award. What about the Patrick Warburton Award Burton? Maybe. No, I can tell you're not a fan. You're not into it. It's It'll just be the because... Alex Moffat Award for you. It'll be the Patrick Award Burton for me. I just, I can already see in our future um, struggling by saying his name every time. <laughs> I've nailed Patrick Award Burton every time. It's a fun pun. Everyone wants that. Okay. It's a, it's a dual name award for now. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean, and, he's getting but, it for this one. Yeah, that hints at who I believe should receive it anyway. <laughs> I agree. He was taken from us too soon. <laughs> Gone but not forgotten. Yeah. Or also worthy, Heather Matarazzo. Uh, was she the first kill? Second kill? No, she's Randy's brother or sister. Oh, oh, oh fuck. Yes. I agree. If you're going to bring her... And that, honestly, that's an indictment of the, the new one, too. If you're going to bring her in, use her. Or I do like... Maybe... I think she's more cameo level. Like, Patrick... Warburton had more That's of a, true. a role. I think she's just a cameo, but I think I think it's I actually I, I enjoy her little just hello in the sequel. she's gone and she's gone. I I like that. Then it's true. I'm fine with that. But yeah. Patrick should be in it more. Patrick, he could have he could have been beefed up. He could have helped. All right. And those are our awards. Um, I'm just curious what. Your ranking, uh, unless you want to do that instead of the good, the bad, the movie. Well, our good, the bad, the movie is just watch all the fucking screen movies. What the hell's wrong with you if you haven't? I know. Let's. That's I was gonna say, do you wanna do you wanna just rate or um, rank one through five? Yeah. <laughs> instead sure. of the good, the bad, the movie. First, give our ratings because I forgot to do that. Oh yeah, I I was more mad at, at it this watch round than I usually was. It could change next time. I don't know. So, but I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give it a three stars for now. I, which this, my new letterbox that I created, which all I do is, <laughs> I try and leave like some sort of comment typically, but primarily all I do is just list whether or not I had cried during the movie. <laughs> And it's a great bit, and I love it. Thank you. Um, it's at Did I Cry or Not on Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you for dropping the username, Queen. Of course. Um, I need to watch more movies because it's been a little bit since I've vlogged. I went on a I went on a hot streak for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I rated this a two. Did you cry? No, I did not. And I did not read If anything, them that's the I most scathing indictment of all. Because <laughs> if one thing, Lauren's going to cry. It takes, I think, 
looking of the of the movies that I've watched. Let me see. Six. I've cried at six of them. Wow. Did you, have you cried at any of the movies we've watched for this podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which um, ones? I must know. You've kept I talked secret to, from me. No, I talked about it during the episode. Jacob well, Tremblay made me tear up at Book of Henry. Um, and it's still yeah. never forgiven for him. <laughs> um, that honestly might be the only one. Okay. Well, that's a pretty embarrassing one to have, so... It is. I'm, th- I'm pleased with the results. I might have... I might have first watch of Dude, to be honest. I might have. With the brother I see dying. That for you. Yeah. When, but when they're talking about it, I think the scene when um, the sister and the mom are talking about it, I think I cried during that scene. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just scrolling through because I'm genuinely curious. I think we're at two. <laughs> um... Do you think we should install an Alex Wolf award for pussy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is like, who do we think can eat pussy the longest out of these the characters? Floppy top out of these people. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial, but I'll say Dewey. He's keeping Gail around for a, a Honestly, more than I, just love. I fully agree. I feel like there's, I feel like he's definitely. Um, He's put in the hours. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I feel confident in saying only two. Okay, that's good. That's better than I expected. I thought you were going to hit me with like a seven. And I've been like, oh, Lauren. No, I think only two. Okay, good. Anyway, so. Death will get me sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah. Except for more <laughs> movies, because that's, that's just a different death. You see it coming. Yeah. And I was, um, I do agree, because your, your response of me not crying at the third Fear Street movie, um, I, I fully think it was my headspace. And I, the fact that I was watching it in Columbus, I feel like that prohibited me from, from crying. Yeah. I feel like I probably would have otherwise. That makes sense. So, my rankings, pretty easy to rank the screen movies for me. It's one, four, five, two, three. I honestly, maybe controversial, controversial, <laughs> slightly differing years. Only slightly, of course. Hit, hit me. One, five, four, two, three. Oh, wow. You liked I, it that much? I did really like it. Even the second I could, time. I could see... Maybe, but, like, I'd, I'd have to watch it, like, seven more times. Like, because I've seen the others that many times. I just genuinely enjoyed it. It was a very fun time at the Both times. For sure. Um, and I think it introduces... Do you think they're making another one? I hope they... I would like to see if they just can make one every ten years until... <laughs> ...dies. Or... Okay, yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> We have to cut that. <laughs> it's too it's too obvious. Um I'd love to see them make one every ten years until like one of the big three dies for real. I, or I all feel... of them. You know that you could keep going until there was only one left, I guess. Um 
I feel like they were setting up for more, especially the fact that it. Oh, man, oh. fuck. We're gonna get that too. Um, it, it, based on the ending, I feel like they were setting up for more. There we I'll go. Much that. better. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I might keep all that and just bleep out <laughs> the spoilers yeah, we, we, that we accidentally it, said. We gotta go. We, we gotta go before we spoil the whole movie. <laughs> Okay, so that was, um, you good? Do you have anything else to add? That was, uh, Threem. That was Threem? I've decided to call them all by the, and put the number in place of the S, because I've been calling it Five Cream, and that makes me laugh. (laughs) Okay, so, Scream. Yeah, we've got Scream, Two Cream. I guess it would be more Two Cream, Three Cream, Four Cream, Five Cream. But, Threem. Threem. Freem. <laughs> Freem. Or, no, you've got to replace... I guess you would replace the letter that m- looks most like it. So it'd be 2 cream, uh, scura 3 am and then it'd be uh, scree-form, and then 5-cream. Scree-form. Form- <laughs> formerly known as ABC Family. <laughs> um... So that was our review of Scream 3. Watch all those Scream movies. This one doesn't count. <laughs> um, we ignore it because we don't like it. And we're allowed to as fans. Yeah. Um, it's their fault. They ruined everything at the end. Yeah, maybe make a good movie next time. Yeah, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at One Star Movies. I'm at Mola Turnup. He's at Mother at... Velma. Yeah. Right? That's that. not changed? Nope. <laughs> Um, same all around on Letterboxd if you want to hang out with us. Say happy birthday to me, goddammit. And remember, whatever day you're listening to it, it is Quinn's uh, birthday, so please tweet him at Leather Velmo. Okay, um, bye! Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs>